to the Daily Gun Show. Um, don't have any hosts anymore, so uh, there's some links out there, but don't have any uh, hosts, so I'm going to play a podcast from Gun Freedom Radio. Hopefully they won't get too upset, and um, been listening to some of theirs over on uh, GunTube. Hmm. And uh, Not to freak myself out, but I felt a lump on my jaw. All right, I'm going to go ahead and find a uh, thing to listen to over here. Hey, good horse jumped in. Yo. There you are. Nice, Daily Gun Show. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see you post this on the front page. Or I might not have that. Ah, uh-huh, that's hmm. all right. Myself out. So, uh, front page. I let's do that. So, uh, what's the topic about tonight? What are we talking about? Nothing. I figured I'd open up a room. I need to plan out the show, and I haven't done it yet today. So, I'm going to just do that, and we can just chat about whatever. I have uh, some podcasts over here on Gun Freedom Radio that we can listen to. Um, I've been listening to these the last couple of days, like I was saying, in the uh, Gun Tube. So... We can either look through guests or through the show topics there. I'm going to go through guests. So uh, I don't really let you sort the guests. So we're just going through until we see somebody who you've heard of before. What did I do? I went all the way to the end. So um, I don't know if you've heard any of these people before. I am screen sharing right Done. Yeah, your screen share. Blue collar press contributor. What that's all about. I know that they've interviewed some interesting people, though, so I figured I'd dig through here and find some. Joey Rocket Hughes Dillon, Hollywood gun coach and world champion trick gun handler. Operator of Rocket Hughes. He looks like a cowboy action shooter. Uh, trick gun hailing, Hollywood's go-to guy for training actors to look good with a gun. Bob Templeton. Oh, I wanted to listen to this one. Bob Templeton, owner of Crossroads of the West Gun Shows. Um, more than half a million guests each year, more than any other gun show in America. 
Crossroads of the West, American's Best Gun Show. She's about to say all this, so I'm going to click on Bob Templeton if everybody's okay with that. And we've got one show here that he's been involved in. It looks like he was a guest on the uh, first segment. They have their website really well made. So I'm going to click play here. And unless you want to bullshit about something, I freaked myself out. I'm going to go look in the mirror and see if I got a big lump on my jaw or not. And then I'm going to uh, come back and basically work on um, scheduling the show and doing some things. And uh, I don't know if I'll screen share or not. But we can right. pop this whenever and have discussions. Hopefully other people will jump in. If you see people out there on the Gun Channel side, let's remember that right now we're dealing with an upgrade. Um, Europe changed the internet around, so everybody's dealing with that, and because of that, we're waiting for issues to get cleared up, and, you know, resolutions between conflict, or uh, version conflicts and things like that, so what that means for us in real life is we got to refresh the page over there, so I appreciate the people that do stick around on gun channels when it has the issues, it's just me, and, you know, the I forget eighty six dollars that comes in over on the Patreon. We're doing our best, and uh, you know we're we're we do what we can do. So appreciate the people that can handle something like refreshing a page once in a while and don't all bail over to stupid ass YouTube uh, every time going gets tough a little bit on the Gun Channel side. So um, in any case, if you want a link, I will send you one over on the Gun Channel side. If Dead Horse sees somebody, uh, feel free to send it to him. I'm gonna start this and figure out if I've got like jaw cancer or something. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children, what it once was like in America, when men were free. Well, hello and welcome to Gun Freedom Radio. Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. And we are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. Today we've got a great show. The theme for today is... Show us your guns. It's Gun Show Weekend. We uh, were at the show today, and uh, amazing. We'll talk about the gun show a little more as we go here. I know. It boggles you up because there's so many things to say. I know. I I don't know where to start. But (laughs) our first hour, we're going to have Bob Templeton. He's the owner of Crossroads of the West Gun Show. He's also the promoter for the show, and uh, we'll be talking to him. He's got a lot of information on the gun shows and what he does. Our second hour, we have Joy Rocketshoe Dillon, world champion trick gun spinner. Then we're going to have a responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's tip of the week. With your special intro music that you love so much. Oh, that's exciting. <laughs> you know you like it. All right. Well, I'm excited. I really am because not only is it the biggest gun show weekend of the entire year here in Arizona, But it's a huge week for us because we own, uh, Dan and I own azfirearms.com that you hear us talk about quite a bit here on the show. Just stop a minute. She said we, she actually included me in that we own this. (laughs) 
because, well, you know, I got to play nice. We're on, you know, public radios. People are listening. Um, So we own azfirearms.com, and we also own an auction house called potofgoldestate.com. And, uh, well, that's the the web address, but it's Pot of Gold Estate Liquidations LLC. So, you know, that's just the formal name. Uh, And so both of those are under the same roof in Avondale, Arizona. We're at 215 East Western Avenue. And we have auctions twice a month, uh, sometimes more often, but every first and third Tuesday of the month. And the auction, it's an estate auction, which means that it's the better things that you would find in a person's home. We sell guns, coins, jewelry, antiques, collectibles, cars, boats, motorcycles, those sorts of things. And it's just so much fun because you never know what's going to walk in the door. And um, we have a really fun uh, group of auctioneers that do, you know, the whole humming, 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 a soul thing. And it's just a real fun family atmosphere. And people have actually made friends that they only know because of the auction. And so every auction night just kind of feels like old home week and we serve fresh baked cookies and we cakes too. Yeah, we almost always have a birthday cake for somebody, even if we have to make something up because that cake would love cake. But what Cheryl's trying to say here is uh, the special thing we have coming this Monday night. It's our mm-hmm. annual gun and military auction. We only sell guns and military stuff in that auction. We hold it once a year. And we have 400 lots of guns, ammo, and military collectibles. Now, when we say military collectibles, we're talking about daggers, German daggers. We've got several of those that are original World War II daggers. We've got Japanese swords, uh, medals. Just flags, I think I saw. We've got some really cool flags. And we've got some, uh, I I don't know what to to call them, but some other flags are just amazing too. Mm -hmm. So we'll leave a little mystery there so you can look online and check them out. They are already framed and matted and ready to hang on your office. These are really cool. Um, The main thing about this auction that I'm excited about is I've been doing guns all my life and I've never had more than one of these, but we have German drilling rifle shotgun combination. We have like 15 of them in one auction. Now those aren't specifically because of World War II or or they're, they're not like a military gun. We have guns of every make and right. model and age and that sort of thing. Am I right? although, although they did use a uh, German drilling uh, rifle shotgun combination in the German Air Force. The pilots had a uh, double barrel shotgun, 16 gauge, with a rifle caliber underneath it. So they did use those in World War II. But, uh, most of our guns are older than that. But really unusual high-caliber rifles, uh, so a guy could go hunting for bird and for deer, that type of thing. They are there are some that are really engraved uh, well with scopes, just amazing guns. Just something you wait all year for. Well, I put a post on I think it was my personal Facebook page of one of the drillings, and I said it's double barrel cool with an undercarriage of awesome. That's pretty well saying it but they didn't you know when they built those guns back in the early 1900s uh i don't think they said awesome they might have but i don't think so I think but back then awesome was reserved for god but you know we've, we've adopted it into common language but so tell me and the listeners what would that gun what would the the purpose have been for two shotgun blasts and a single rifle um, so they can barrel. use it for bird 
and big game. But what, like, what's the practical use? <laughs> that is the practical use. Okay, so what do you what do you mean you use it for bird? Now I understand that people use shotguns right. to right. So land birds. Right. And then what do you use the the rifle part for? For deer. Okay, so you're not just bird shooting. Right, back then they didn't have hunting seasons and all that stuff, and people would go hunting, provide food, so if they saw a bird, they shot it. If they saw a deer, they shot it. So you're just prepared for anything. Right, it was a, a, a combination gun, so you could have everything. It's the original prepper gun. That's right. Because <laughs> right. we're salt, prepared. Salt and prepper. Yeah. Salt and prepper. The, um, another type of gun that's good, we've got three Merkel shotguns. Now, Merkel shotguns are the highest, highest in shotgun. They're fully engraved and have all kinds of custom things to them. These guns are twenty, thirty thousand dollars a piece. They're just beautiful guns. Now these are older Merkels; they're not the newer ones, and um, really have a lot of collectible value to them too. So, if you want to look up every single thing that we sell at the auction, is online. So you can see pictures, you can see great descriptions. And even if you just are curious about, well, what are we talking about and you want to see it, just go to www.potofgoldestate.com, potofgoldestate.com, and look it up and, and peruse all of our auctions because you, we usually have auctions, you know, three or four uh, published all at the same time because we're usually working a couple of months out. But, the, and our photographer is fantastic. Kimberly is our photographer and she just can take anything and make it look like a, a frameable picture you'd want to hang on the wall. So Right, it's like you can touch it so that you know what you're buying. One of the good thing about the website there, you can go look at every gun we've ever sold for the last 10 years and get a picture of it and description and how much it sold for, too. So I give you an idea of how much money you need to bring with you. So, you know, if you see a Smith & Wesson 29 selling for $550, in the last 10 years we sold maybe uh, 20 of them, you can look at the prices, average it out, and figure out about what you're going to need to, to own that gun. But there's always those sleepers at auctions, too. And that's what I like about an auction when I go to them. <clears throat> there's some things that go high, and there's some things that go way low. And so you, you prepare yourself for that so you can get the best of both worlds. So. Now, you can't, you can bid online for nationwide, because I know we have some people who listen to our show on the app, the KKNT at smartphone app. And then we have a lot of people that listen across the country on our recorded podcast later. And so if you happen to live in another state, but you still are curious about shopping with us, bidding with us, you can do that because you can bid online right up until two hours before the live portion of the auction. And so your bid comes in as a proxy bid, a real live person considers your bid and weighs it against the live audience that shows up here in town. And so if you are local and can come out, you kind of get the best of both worlds because you can peruse online, find out if there's something you really want. You can kind of cement your bid online just in case you get caught up in, you know, last minute something that keeps you from being able to come into the auction. You still have a chance to play, right? Uh, or you can come in and sit down live in a comfortable room uh, around friendly people and see the item in person and then bid live. And then all the online bidders bids are weighed against what's happening live. And it really is an awful lot of fun. And it's great because you can do so much research before you ever even walk in the door and make a really good, smart, informed bid. And you decide what you want to pay for stuff. Isn't that cool? Sure. And you know, all those guns are at the gun show today. 
or most of, of them are at the gun show today. So you can come and look at them while you're at the show. You can even leave a bid with us there. But keep in mind, when you buy a gun at the auction, you have to go through the same process you would if you were going to buy a gun from the store. So you do need to bring a driver's license with current uh, address on it. And um, if it's not, you need to have a government document that shows your new address. Because we do have to do a background check. It's the safest way to go and the only way to go. So, And if you're a bidder from another state, We'll then, ship the gun to your state. If right, because we, we don't right. ship it to your door, nope. right? There's a lot of confusion about that we find with brand new bidders. They they feel like, uh, and I think a lot of that comes from the, the news that confuses people about you can just buy a gun on Facebook or it's some of the, the nonsense that they say. But uh, you buy it online. We ship it to your local gun store. It's called an FFL holder, Federal Firearms License Holder. And then you do the paperwork there. You've already paid us. You're doing the paperwork at your local guy. And then when you pass the, the 4473, which is the government uh, background check through the NICS system, uh, then you take it home and you go out and enjoy target shooting or hunting or whatever kind of gun it is. Yeah, and if you're a, a dual resident, to keep that in mind, too, that there are a lot of people, winter people that come here during the winter that own homes or rent here. If you're living here, if you live here and you have an Arizona driver's license, you can purchase a gun here. So just keep that in mind. Absolutely. Well, again, we have lots coming up for the show. Of course, we've got Bob Templeton coming up a little later in this hour. And in our second hour, we have Joey Rocket Shoes, Dylan. You hear him do some of our ads uh, for the gun store. I, I like the line. He says, gee, they bought a cannon once. And every time Danny hears him say, gee, they even bought a cannon once, he goes, mm, this one? Is that all I bought? <laughs> I think we're at six now. I just got two new the store brought me uh, last week. So mm -hmm. we have two uh, Japanese 75-millimeter field guns that just came in. One of them here is here at the show today, so you can come and touch it. Yeah, that's a really exciting, although I don't know what kind of stork's got strong enough wings to be. Darian in it. That's why I got cannons and you don't. Anyway, come back with us. When we rejoin you after the commercial, we'll have our responsibly armed citizen report. Add what's going to happen. Um, and we'll take a cake at seven minutes. You handgun, all according to police. You know? Yeah. I mean, if all three of them would have the tools, all the, the proper tools, that would have been great. The other thing is he was packing heat. Well, I don't you know. get the <laughs> a little sensationalism. Well, okay, I'm packing the eight. Oh, wow. No. Um, I think they're talking about No, something. it's really good. And what's really, I think, this person, news article. It's sad to me. Well, it doesn't sound like a system or, system, you know, we got good. Uh, to break into a store and do a bunch of damage, we've got Dan's tip of the week coming. <laughs> Unfortunately, Santa Claus is a huge jerky. Not a lot much. of good. got stuff here today. They do. Why don't you tell... Uh, the folks out there tell our listeners, you know, if you come down, somebody. Not what happened. Thanks for sticking around with us. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform because we do value our freedoms. And like Ronald Reagan says at our opener and our closer, that. Our freedoms are only one generation away from extinction, and so we have to understand them, 
right? We have to embrace them, enjoy them, and pass them along to the next generation. And that's just a little bit of what we're doing here today. And we are sp so uh, just taking a break to talk about Pink over here is asking, is this a new show? No, this is a show that's been on for a while. Um, Gun Freedom Radio. They're up near where Good Guy lives in Arizona. So uh, east, no, sorry, the west side of Phoenix. Uh, if you're going towards California, uh, out of Phoenix, it's on that end, uh, kind of by Good Guy. And uh, they've been doing a show up there for years. Uh, they're real advocates, uh, Second Amendment advocates. They run the gun shop. They have an auction house, and um, they go to all kinds of cool places. They were up at the uh, Cody Museum doing that. Or there, they were invited to go to that uh, museum um, curators like seminar thing. That was pretty cool. Right now, they're at NSSF doing some kind of uh, invite-only media thing. Uh, Heller has an uh, anniversary on the 26th, the 10th anniversary of the Heller decision. So it's called Heller 10. Might want to check that out. Uh, Cheryl will be speaking at that event in Washington, D.C. Um, ever since I've been aware of them, I've been fans of their efforts and their encouragement of others. And I'm just a big fan of their podcast. So I've been listening to it in gun tubes hangouts, which are not broadcast live. Uh, but if I'm going in to work on the 2A History Project, I'll listen to one of their pod uh, podcasts or something similar. And uh, so I figured I'd listen to it today while I'm kind of scheduling out the Daily Gun Show. we got Dead Horse Potatoes in here with me. And uh, I don't know, do we want to talk about anything they've talked about so far? They've just been kind of chatting, I guess, so far. Yeah, that's yeah, all that's I thought. Just talk. And they brought up some interesting points, but now they're going to be talking to Bob, who is the owner of Crossroads, which is the uh, biggest gun show um, promoter probably in the country because they do so many shows in such big states. Uh, there are bigger gun shows. The one in Tulsa is a much larger gun show than any of the uh, Crossroads shows, but there's a Crossroads show at least probably every weekend, definitely every month, and in multiple states. Uh, California, Arizona, Utah, I think. And are, there's Crossroads up in Utah? But Nevada for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have Crossroads. So uh, lots of the big states and big cities, and they bring the big vendors. So these are definitely the big shows out here. So I figured this would be an interesting interview since it's the Daily Gun Show. Sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I'm here with my co-host and husband, Dan Todd. Yes, and I'm going to inform you, Cheryl, I need more money. Need just, more money. <laughs> we're at the gun show. This, this is gun a show dangerous is, weekend, kids. Oh, I just counted. There's six buildings. Oh, my God. And there, that means there's six buildings of guns, ammunition, all kinds of toys. And I'm informing you, and I'm hoping that I can engage you to give me more money or educate you in a way to get more money from me. Remember, Santa Claus is watching, so uh, he knows when you are spending. <laughs> unfortunately, Santa Claus isn't at the show today, so I'm coming to you. Oh, great. All right. Well, I've hidden my wallet somewhere, so. I realize, you know, they've got stuff here today. They do. Why don't you tell uh, the folks out there, tell our listeners, you know, if you come down, some of you are already here because we've seen you, you stopped by, you said hi, but. Um, Tell, tell the, the listeners that maybe weren't able to come down or maybe will come down later today or tomorrow. What are they 
going to be able to see when they get here. A lot of gum. <laughs> not, and cannons. Not much beef jerky. Not a lot much. of gum. <laughs> yes, we've got, the, well, we, we brought a 75 millimeter Japanese uh, field gun uh, that was used in World War II. There's other cannons here. There's machine guns. There's cowboy guns. Just the normal 22 plinking guns. Ammunition. There's everything. There's people walking around with guns. It's just awesome. Well, that's why the title of our show today is Show Us Your Guns. Yes, I have seen so many cool guns. I mean, there's Thompson machine guns here. I mean, how many people get to touch one, you know? Well, I agree. And, you know, it's like a museum. It really is. I mean, I know that if you've never been to a gun show, and maybe you have been to some, but, but maybe they're not, you know, as well organized as um, the Crossroads and the Small Arms Review Show uh, like this one is, but it really is such an incredible experience because you, like Dan said, you can see history, right? These guns are part of not just America's history, but the history of the world. And, you know, the, just the, the process of, uh, this is what you like, why you love guns, Dan, is the mechanics of it. Right. You know, you're not even a hunter. You're not even really a target shooter. You love the mechanics of how the gears fit together and, you know, the different calibers and, you know, all that sort of thing. It's fascinating to you. And so if you have a chance to come down, I would say bring the kids because it's a history lesson. And interact with the, the, the people running the tables. Not if they're with a customer, of course. But if they're just standing there and they don't happen to have a customer, ask them about the stuff on their table because these people love what they do. They love the history of the items that they're selling. Right. Let's, let's give a little gun show etiquette here today because we do want you to bring your kids because we need to get the kids interested in the guns too. But let's talk about that for a second. When you bring your kids to the show or you yourself, especially if you're not real familiar with guns, ask before you touch even just to touch it on the, on the table, ask first. Uh, remember, these are a lot of people think these are museum-type guns and very valuable. So ask. Then if you want to work the action, ask if you can work the action. Don't just assume that it's okay because a man said you could touch the gun. But just be courteous and make sure that your kids are being courteous too because some of these guns, I mean, there might be a $100 gun sitting next to a $5,000 gun. And so let's t take care of them. But by doing that, showing respect to the to the person behind the table on his material that he has, he's going to be more open to talk to you and your kids about the history of the gun. Right. And it's okay to say, listen, I'm not a buyer today. I, I'm really not. But I'm so fascinated. And what can you tell me and my kids about this particular item or that particular item? And you'd be surprised. how They're going to light up and they're, they're going to tell you so much information that you would never even guess. Right. So, so. And when Dan was talking about don't work the action, that includes do not dry fire other people's firearms. I'm jumping ahead. I don't need to be told what to do. <laughs> They're good to... Uh, yes, to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage at the roads of the West Gun Show. Bob, how are you doing today? Doing well, Dan. How are you doing? I'm excited. You know, I see you at the show all the time, and I never get a chance to talk to you because you're running around like crazy answering <laughs> questions. And I got you for 14 minutes now. <laughs> well, it's good to be here and good to uh, be able to chat with you. Great. Uh, so, Bob, 
the show. We got 2,500 tables at the show today. It is awesome. I mean, there is so much stuff. How do you do that? Well, it's, it's the biggest show we've we've had and uh, ever had here in Arizona. It just keeps growing. And the look at this. It won't even let me post a link on my own video. Loaded dying platform. The Small Arms Review magazine with all the military weapons and the automatic uh, firearms and so forth uh, is a big, big factor in adding. They have over 700 tables on their side over there. We have over 1,800 on our side, so it's just just a great a great show, and it's it's really the biggest show uh, in the West, really, and maybe the best show uh, uh, of all the gun shows because it has so much diversity. There are so many different kinds of guns. We've got everything from cowboy and western up through uh, contemporary current military and everything in between. So it's just a, it's just fun to be part of a, an event like this. Yes, I'm, I'm excited. I have 10 tables at the show. It's it's the best show of the year for me. A lot of neat, neat toys. I mean, where else can you see a 75 millimeter uh, Japanese uh, field gun? <laughs> That's right. You know? That's right. There's a lot of that, that walk through the Small Arms Review building, the big yellow building on the west side of the state fairgrounds is is a walk through history, isn't it? I mean, you can see basically the evolution of uh, war, uh, war and the weapons of war, all the way from uh, uh, the Revolutionary War and prior, all the way up to uh, current. Right. That's incredible, Bobin. Uh, you don't. Do, I mean, do you seek out the variety? Or does it just kind of naturally happen that, that these dealers that maybe their specialty is Civil War and then this other guy's specialty is World War II, they find you and, and want to set up at your, your shows? Well, yeah, the Small Arms Review show is, is unique in that it's a partnership between us and Small Arms Review Magazine and uh, Dan Shea, the owner of Small Arms Review Magazine, uh, and I have partnered for this show. And so he brings in that extra uh, element of, of military weapons from around the world and, and collectors and, and dealers from around the world for those military uh, firearms. And, and then on the other side of it, the crossroads side of it, we do uh, have people from all eras there too. So it's been a nice uh, relationship with those folks at Small Arms Review because we are able to get their uh, military interest people as well as our general gun show interest people all the way from, again, Cowboy and Western on, up through Contemporary. Well, Bob, a lot of people are, that are listening are wondering, uh, where's the show at? Is it 19th Avenue McDowell at the Arizona State Fairgrounds building, right? That, that's exactly right. We'll be uh, 19th McDowell, Arizona State Fairgrounds. We'll be opening, uh, it's a three-day show, as uh, you know, and uh, we're opening uh, Friday morning at uh, 11 o'clock. We've been open, and uh, we'll be open all day, Friday, Saturday, and and Sunday, so we invite you all to come down. And, you know, it, it's a little late on Saturday now, so people might be thinking, I don't know if I'm going to drive all the way over there, whatever. And then they might think, well, Sunday's shutdown day. But really, Sunday is a full day. You have speakers, you have all kinds of, of we have, coming up in our next hour, we have Joey Brockishoes Dillon, who's a performing, performer. He's going to be still performing. There's still so much to see. So wouldn't you say Sunday's still a very viable day? Oh, absolutely. In fact, uh, we uh, we insist on our uh, major exhibitors staying through Sunday, uh, which they do, and it will be a very busy, a very busy day on Sunday, uh, just as it is here on Saturday. 
uh, as we're looking around us here, and uh, it'll there'll be well, everything will still be here to see on Sunday. So we're hoping that folks will come out on Sunday and uh, check it all out. I think the Sunday is a better day because there's a lot of bargains. People that maybe traveled a long ways need a little bit extra money, and they're discounting their items or don't want to carry them home. That's a great day. But so if I want to get a ticket, to cut, discount ticket, how do I do that? Well, you can you can order tickets or buy tickets online and avoid the ticket lines by come. Uh, if you buy it online, you can come right directly to the uh, uh, ticket booth after the first uh, hour or so. It's pretty busy, uh, as you know, from this morning, first hour. But the uh, the best way to do it is to go to uh, CrossroadsGunShows.com, our website, and you can either order tickets online or you can download a discount ticket there if you want to uh, get your tickets at the show. So you can either. Excellent. And also at some of the, the local gun shops, like maybe azfirearms.com. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got them. We've got them, set, we've got them on the bulletin board here. Yeah, you, you folks put, have put out a lot of them for us, and we appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It's a great partnership. Well, you know, it, the gun shows are fun, for sure. There's definitely history there, for sure. But we are Gun Freedom Radio. We are all about enjoying our freedoms, teaching about our freedoms, preserving our freedoms, and what an incredible thing that we get to have gun shows. Now, I hate to even phrase it that way because, you know, our Second Amendment, you know, says shall not be infringed. But for all the pushback, all the people that are uh, hooting and hollering about, you know, gun show loopholes and gun shows are bad, the fact that we, that you, and I, I really appreciate all that you've done to keep gun shows alive, are still out there and you're growing, right? You said this is the biggest show you had. Yes. What what battles are you fighting? Well, we, we over the years, we have fought a lot of battles at the political level. Thankfully, we haven't had to fight too many in Arizona because it's a gun-friendly state. So many of us here and in Utah, where I uh, used to live, understand the uh, the Second Amendment and uh, uh, practice our right to own and use firearms. In California, uh, hopefully we'll never come to the level that they have over there, but it's very difficult for those folks over there to own and use firearms uh, or to acquire them because of the, of the many restrictions and, and additional costs associated with the licensing and, and applications for guns and so forth. So. Uh, it's it's nice to be in a in a state like Arizona where Second Amendment and the Constitution still does prevail. Mm -hmm. Well, what uh, you surely have seen tr trends over all the years that you've been doing this. Tell me again, how many years you've been doing Crossroads? Well, we've been at it forty years. Forty years. You have seen a lot of things happen over the course of forty years. What are you feeling like the future holds? What what kind of forecast? Do we have out there when we have people like Michael Bloomberg, who is constantly putting on the full court press um, against firearms and using the emotionality, uh, you know, moms against guns and all that kind of stuff? What what do you foresee for us? Well, uh, the the battles that we're fighting uh, seem to intensify each year as uh, the politicians. Uh, on the other side of the aisle, uh, uh, intensify their their battles uh, and try to seize on the tragic uh, shootings that we've had uh, to 
further their agenda of regulating and restricting and I believe eventually, eventually trying to confiscate our guns. And so uh, and that, we, we see that battle is ongoing and it will continue to be a battle uh, uh, over the coming years. But because we uh, have uh, our Constitution and because the Supreme Court has upheld uh, individual right to own and use firearms, I expect that that will be the dominant factor, uh, and we will be able to continue to own and use firearms, uh, those of us who do that on a regular basis. But it's going to be more and more difficult, uh, and there are going to be more and more challenges from the political left to our gun ownership. They, they seize on these tragic shootings to try to further their agenda. They get up on the soapbox and talk about regulating and restricting uh, firearms ownership, but really it isn't about the guns at all. It's about the mental health of those folks who are uh, misusing the firearms. And we need to address the mental health issues before we can address, before we, uh, address other issues. And we need to enforce the laws that are already on the books. For example, 2,200 people who are on the no-fly list, uh, the uh, FBI's no-fly list, uh, as being uh, potential or actual terrorists, have tried to buy guns in the last two years. And those people have had no further contact from ATF or from the FBI. But when somebody that's on the no-fly list attempts to buy a gun, why should why should they be able to get away with doing that? And why shouldn't they be uh, arrested for uh, attempting to do so if they are a prohibited person, which many of them are? Right. I think that's part of the problem is if they would just enforce what we have. Yeah. I mean, you know, I probably shouldn't say this on the air, but I'm going to say it anyway. There was a NFA gun stolen from our store with uh, in a robbery, and the kid was 15 and a half years old. The ATF wouldn't prosecute him because yeah. he was too young. Go figure. Right. I mean, but yet if you don't cross your T's, then we go to jail for that or, you know, lose our license. And we, if we just enforce what we have here, and, and, and we're tough on that, use a gun in a crime, you're going to do time. Exactly. That right. type of thing, that it would it would clean up a lot of this. But they don't want to do that, because then they don't have, it, it weakens their agenda. It really does. And, and, and they definitely do have an agenda, don't they, Dan? I mean, the agenda is regulate, restrict, and eventually confiscate exactly. our guns. And, uh, and when they... That, that's one of the reasons why they use these tragic uh, mass shootings as uh, a platform, uh, a soapbox, if you will, to uh, uh, scream and yell about uh, taking guns away uh, or restricting guns or more gun control is needed. Uh, the, the gun control is not what's needed. It's the control of uh, the people who are misusing them and the enforcement of existing laws and expanding uh, access to the mental health databases that the states have uh, to the federal level so that these people can be prohibited from purchasing firearms. Well, I, no, I agree with you, but I am personally a little worried about the mental health thing because it could be such a slippery slope that, again, they use against us that, well, if you've ever had an, you know, uh, an appointment at a psychiatrist's office or if you've ever taken an antidepressant, you know, yes. maybe that puts you on the list. and. So I am worried about that, but I don't necessarily disagree with you. And this might sound glib, but I kind of always say, well, if only it were illegal to murder people. Oh, wait. <laughs> wait, it is. 
right? And if you're going to ignore that law, what law leading up to taking lives are you going to pay attention to? Exactly right. Well, the mental health issue, of course, is key, and, and that is a very slippery slope. But the, the, the key word here is adjudicated, meaning that uh, the person, to become a prohibited person under the mental health provisions of the law, they would need to be adjudicated in court to have been so. They couldn't, they couldn't expand the definition to include people who had taken antidepressants or people who had had uh, uh, an incident in their youth uh, that uh, they interpreted to be uh, an issue of mental health. It would have to be someone who had been adjudicated and was currently restricted from owning firearms. We just need to expand that access to that database, but I certainly don't think that uh, we can give them, them the opposition, uh, the uh, opportunity to expand classes of people that are prohibited because it is a very slippery, slippery slope, and I agree with you there, Cheryl. Well, Bob, we're, we're running out of time, but I wanted to just let people know about the gun show one more time. Yeah. You know, they can bring their guns to the show, just make sure it's unloaded. They're going to check them at the gate. You can bring them in. You can walk around. You can sell the guns, uh, trade, that type of thing. Is that correct? That's exactly right, and that's what a gun show is really all about, isn't it? It's just uh, buying, selling, trading, and, and in fact, uh, it's it's a it's a it's free enterprise and the second amendment in action but it's also the first amendment is a place where we get together and talk with people who have like my uh, think like we do on issues such as the constitution and such as the second amendment excellent well we're here for the rest of today and all day tomorrow so come on down to the gun show and say hi and thank you again bob for joining us okay thanks mm -hmm. bye-bye now that was a pretty cool interview. I like that. He had an excellent point at the end there, obviously. Gun shows are important. If we were to ignore them, they will go away. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, sounds a little optimistic on how these laws will be applied, if the law is allowed to pass. All right, well, anything else? I've kind of got some stuff straightened up here for the schedule so I can get the show going again. Uh, one of the things we'll be talking about is um, the various uh, gun owners' rights groups from the 2A History Project I've been working on, as well as some of the uh, activists. I'm going to put in some other stuff as well from some of the other projects and build the show back up. And uh, starting tomorrow and forward, we should be back on schedule for the midnight show, midnight Eastern. Heck yeah, I've been missing it. Well, I was going to mention this. So we were just talking, or we were just listening to a podcast from Gun Freedom Radio, which is a podcast by uh, Cheryl and her husband out of uh, Arizona, and they were talking to Bob Templeton, who's the owner of, um, or the um, show producer for the uh, Crossroads of the Rest gun shows. The biggest gun show they do each year is in, Fa in Phoenix at the fairgrounds, and it's the first weekend in December, and they call it the SAR show, because 
don't know if they mention it really clearly in there, but the Small Arms Review is a magazine, a periodical that comes out every other month. It's been going on for a long, long time, many decades, and it's a magazine for NFA owner enthusiasts. So people that own NFA, people that are really geeky in NFA guns uh, would enjoy the Small Arms Review magazine. It gets really into depth about the various uh, guns, everything from uh, you know, small arms all the way up to ordnance and everything in between, anything belt-fed or sets on a tripod or is applies, you know, the NFA applies to it, they're going to be interested in it. And uh, each year, um, the Small Arms Review Magazine has an entire building uh, dedicated to their interests, I guess you could say. So that room or that building, like Bob said in the interview there, is really an interesting thing to experience. So um, that was the show. This They were talking about the show this last December in 2017. And I'm screen sharing now. I scrolled back and looked at our Patreon perks um, from back in December. Uh, we were doing the gun shop and gun show stuff. Concept there was a bunch of Patreons. I think 16 of them at the time were pitching in 50 bucks. We were taking 25 of each of that and spending it at the gun show, spending it at the, the vendors there the gun shops that we were traveling to and then we would take like seven dollars or whatever it was to put that in an envelope and send it to people so we were spreading their money around and you know, giving that money to vendors at gun shows and uh, the one that happened over there at SAR show I think was a pretty fun one I ended up finding a whole bunch of M16 receivers that were demilled so they were just all chopped up for the aluminum but they were cool as hell so I went through the guy's big bin of them and pulled out 16 or more that I think I picked out 17 I gave one to a friend of mine um, but I picked out 16 of them they out most of them said Colt law enforcement and uh, I said M16 some of them had serial numbers and stuff so I tried to get the chunk of receiver at the front of the trigger guard there where it had a half of the magwell and uh, everybody got one of those then I found a big belt of how was it I forget if it was dummies or just cases but I found a giant belt of links like cases and you know links so I gave everybody I think they came out to like 18 or whatever it was 10 or 11 or 12 or something in there um, let's see we found some patches from the city of Phoenix which is you know city it was held in uh, we got a little green thing here in the picture is the uh, little lock guy in California makes a little piece of hardware in this little baggie and you drill one hole and you can turn on standard metal ammo can into a locked box so that was a little piece of hardware to do that and he gave us a little deal and we bought six or six seventeen i guess from him um we would always buy enough for the patreons and then an extra to send out to just a random patreon at one of the other levels i'm trying to remember what else we had in the package i know we talked to some guys at the um like a basically like a, a like a group of people that were just um I would just say they were really just uh, advocating for um, decency in the in the outdoors. So it wasn't like lecturing anybody. It was just kind of making people aware that lots of people use the outdoors and that horseback riders expect this and shooters expect that and four-wheelers expect this and bird watchers want that and just allowing everybody to realize, you know, different ways to uh, be aware of each other out on our shared public lands. And I just thought that was a great effort, a non, you know, a, a, a bunch of regular people doing it, not a uh, government agency, not in some kind of grants or loans from the government or anything. 
it was just an individual effort. And that's something out here. I don't know if people listening to this have to deal with that, but out in the West, especially in Tucson, it seems like we have to deal with that quite a bit. There's a lot of uh, shared lands that the four-wheelers like to use, the horseback riders like to use. Now mountain bikers go out there and use it all the time. And then, of course, it was all ours to begin with, hunters and shooters. So, um, And then, of course, you got to deal with fucking cows. So uh, lots of people want to use that land, and everybody feels like it's theirs all the time. So uh, government comes in and just makes a mess of it, as you can imagine. So it was cool to find an organization that was working towards keeping everybody you know, aware of each other. Uh, the yellow books in there are a bunch of manuals. They are rewritten like in English and kind of rewritten and kind of well-organized. But they're basically the original manuals. Um, I'm sure people have seen that series before. Uh, those are from Sherry, somebody who's been going to gun shows for probably the whole 40 years that Crossroads of the West has been doing it. She's just a heck of an interesting person, her and her husband. He's passed now, but they would uh, set up an entire island at gun shows doing holsters and books and cleaning supplies and... Uh, all kinds of neat prepper type of stuff and just an interesting lady and uh, she's still going to gun shows every weekend all over the state sometimes others over in California and uh, so happy to spend a couple hundred and twenty five dollars I think with her and um, of course it was the SAR show so we had some SAR uh, magazines they give out the small arms review magazines there was a couple other things in there so uh, that was uh, a fun effort I think that was one of the funner ones getting a big chunk of uh, M16 receivers for everybody was a score. Uh, that was what it's all about, is finding neat stuff like that, that nobody in the right mind is just going to go order that online. You know, it's the kind of stuff that you discover at a gun show like that. Yeah, I wish I would have had that perk at that time. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been really cool. It was funny, because I, I counted out 17 of them or whatever, and I was looking for good ones because there was others that had like most of the stuff, but there was enough of them in there that I could dig through and get everybody a good one. And as I was doing it, you know, it wasn't super busy that year or last year, but um, there was enough people stopping by to look that as soon as I got done, the guy bought the rest of the bin. So uh, got it just in time. Then I think the next day he had another bin out there, so he must have had a billion of them. But uh, they weren't all as nice, so I'm glad I did get it at the right time. And like I say, somebody came in and thought I was you know, taking all the good stuff or something because he bought the rest of the bin off the guy. All right, now we have radio silence here. So I don't know what else to talk about. Um, didn't really have anything set up today. Like I said, just wanted to get in here and start working on the show again. All right, so we've got a couple of things happening on the YouTube side. Um, do you guys think bots or co coordinated effort by people strikes? So I'm guessing he means over on the YouTube. Uh, Clover has an interesting take on that, and his um, perspective is based on talking to other creators outside the gun community. So um, his opinion is, is that it is more of a reaction to the gay pride month or something, like they have a gay pride month more videos go up that say gay stuff in it or something that could be controversial i guess uh maybe it's just uh the elgor's rhythm tries to figure out what could be controversial and maybe tries to do something about that i have no idea but i think his concept was that because something unique was happening this month the uh youtube elgor's rhythm would uh tweak a little bit and went out and caused havoc and now they're dealing with the repercussions i don't know 
um, like I say, he takes a look from more than just the firearm community. So it's uh, I'm not going to suggest he's wrong about that. But um, of course, when we're just looking at our own friends and channels that we enjoy, it's tough. To, you know, we only see the stuff that we're familiar with getting killed. We don't see all the weird sewing stuff or the I don't even know what other kind of stuff got taken down. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really. Uh, I can tell you that my channel, my last strike was for a private video. So there's no way you're going to suggest that's human beings. I mean, we know it's YouTube. Matt had a, a private video struck, and I've had now a private video struck. So it's. Uh, an effort within YouTube, so it's just uh, Algar's rhythm going nuts out there. Well, California has some of that shared land. We have to work around with each other, or work around each other. Some do a better job. Yeah, exactly. Well, the same thing. Some people want to go out and just experience quiet, and I don't know. It's tough. It's hard to tell them they shouldn't expect that, but on the other hand, they're not the only ones in California. Big country, big state. You want to go out where it takes you two and a half hours to even get to the place, you might find some isolation, right? You go next door to one of the largest cities on the country and the world, really, right? Uh, might not find isolation you're looking for. Did there's anything going on? You feeling any better? I don't know if he's there. Hopefully he's going to do a show this Thursday. Uh, Rooster's over there saying he enjoys the 2A History Project. I really do, too. It's frustrating that it doesn't seem to, anyone else doesn't seem to be all that interested in it. So I'm going to work towards uh, the gun, what do you call them, inventor side. I imagine that'll get a little more play. And uh, we'll see if we can't keep sneaking some of the 2A activists in with, uh, with the... Um, with the manufacturers and inventors. But all that's included. I really want to get all that in there. I'm really interested in getting into the stuff I don't know about either. Um, the, the sports ones and and some of the uh, attorneys and uh, writers and things like that. Let's see, Bruce, let's see. Uh, not much ATV in public areas in Missouri. It pissed me off when I was younger, but I'm not mad now. I don't know what you mean. We don't have much for ATV and dirt bike here either. Most public land is for hunting only. Yeah, out here the, uh, you know, the the motorized vehicles get their own places to go because they're going to destroy, you know, the land that they drive on. They just create ruts, and especially out here where there's very little rain, the uh, ruts are not manageable. You can't deal with them. Uh, some places where they have a lot of erosion with a lot of rain, it's the same way. But um, it's not like the sand dunes or something where it's almost inconsequential except for whatever pollution they're putting out there. So those guys get a little bit of a scowl from, I don't know, people that want to hike or whatever, or people that are horseback riding, I guess, but it's not like they're out there leaving no trace. The mountain bikers are the most obnoxious ones because they want peace and quiet somehow. But they're still out there tearing everything up. But it's people that want the peace and quiet that are annoying. Because then they act like just shooting anywhere near them is somehow bothering them. 
you go out there and drive an ultralight around, they're going to complain that that makes noise. If you drive a drone around, that's going to make noise. If you go out there and have a bonfire and you sing, is that going to make too much noise for somebody? Well, fuck regular diesel trucks and Harley Davidsons and shit make a lot of noise. Ozark says he's got a theory that he's going to post a video later tonight. That's what it's all about. They consider posting it over on GunTube, Night Strikes uh, platform. It's pretty freaking awesome. I'm enjoying it more and more every time I use it. Um, my only concern is I'm going to break it because it's too cool. And I want to use it all the time now. I'll continue to use the YouTube thing here uh, because we do have a following. We have almost, uh, well, I guess we don't have a thousand. We have 800 something people, I think. Almost 800 following this channel. I do appreciate that. Uh, once we get back on track here, got a couple of ideas to take this to the next level here, and um, we'll uh, see what we can do with it. So let's have some fun and keep things moving. Uh, we know that we're not in the clear here. We know that we're just waiting for the next situation, the next ambush. So uh, let's scurry to get people motivated to move when there's no imminent danger so that we get used to that shit and we don't have to go through the same monotonous back and forth every time, right? So, um, let's see, it's the middle of the month. Been working with Tony, I think he's got his uh, grandkids in town, so I'm not sure. I think he said three weeks while she's training, while his daughter's training. But um, we'll see if he gets into some kind of routine and we start doing the early watch as well. But I'm gonna either do this or the early watch is gonna start maintaining every second matters a little more consistently. Um, because we do have a lot of tremendous efforts going on out there and uh, it's time like this when there's nothing imminent for us to harden our uh, infrastructure and to, to create those pipelines so that it's all you know this stuff is a no-brainer when we need to use the, the channels and we need to do something just like what happened over on Brownells over the weekend everybody seemed to be able to repost that fucking Brownells picture pretty quick and uh, it had effect. So uh, how awesome would it be if every Tuesday or something we posted a repeal the NFA? So we can effort towards some kind of a consistent, concerted effort to uh, move the fucking ball the other way already. Preaching to the choir, but that's what you guys are here for, hopefully, to hear some uh, preaching and uh, get motivated so we can kick some ass. But I guess with that, uh, potatoes, you got anything going on? You got a tater tube going on tonight? Oh uh, yeah, right after the right after the gun show, the daily gun show. Dead horse. I don't know if you were in here before. Are you gonna be doing a thing Thursday? Are you feeling any better? Keeps leaving. Fuck. So if he ever comes back, he'll tell us about Thursday. Unless he's being shy, he doesn't want to talk about Thursday. I can't tell. Uh, let's see. We talked about or we did uh, Terminator yesterday. It's pretty awesome. I don't know who sticked around till the end. Uh, I killed the videos over on. On tube now because I don't want to uh, mess with Night Strike's deal over there. He's only getting $34 a month or something. Can certainly can't afford a copyright issue. So uh, I've been killing the videos right after they render. But if you want to watch them live, we have been playing around watching movies. Yesterday was Terminator. And uh, at the end of it all, Dead Horse found freaking uh, deleted scenes. Like I had no idea there was deleted scenes in Terminator. Freaking awesome. And uh, that's the kind of fun stuff we do over on the GunTube and just spontaneously live over on Gun Channel. So you depend on stupid-ass, old, bloated, dumb-ass, dying YouTube to tell you when something's happening. You might as well 
go to the old folks home and hang out with grandpa grandma because you're never going to find out what's happening over on gun channels where all the cool actions happening i see angelina just jumped in like an hour late so that your, your paycheck will reflect that if anything maybe she'll join us in <laughs> dead horse is back you doing a thing to thursday you feeling any better yeah i'm probably gonna do it on thursday i am feeling better good you sound a little bit better uh sorry you got you had to miss the shoot uh, i was watching uh late boy scout over there fiddling with all the naas I feel bad i should have been able to drive up there i'll effort towards that next year and i know about it now all right well cool i'm looking forward to your thursday thing and you think you'll get back into is this part four Because you missed a week. He's leaving. He's back and forth. Maybe he's doing his uh, remodel out there. All right. Well, I'm going to quit saying stuff and uh, say, see what's going on on the YouTube side. Nothing. On channel side, I'll repost one more time. I came late, so I, I don't, I'm not sure. But did you do like a gun of the day or anything like that? No, not today. Um, Angelina says she's late and will not be paid this week. Okay, great. So also, uh, if you're looking for business cards, I actually need some business cards. I'm going to start putting in with stuff uh, from the Gear website store. Um, she's got a pretty good deal on them over at the Gun Channel's main page. Probably posted them on her Allen Anchors page if you want to go check it out, or her channel over there. And uh, maybe she'll show up on time tomorrow and be part of the show. Otherwise, we'll see all on Tater 2. Oh, look. look who's trying to claim a paycheck. Sorry, I still want a paycheck. That's not going to happen. It's not the way it works in Arizona. California labor laws. Those are the ones we follow. Anything going on? So, uh, uh, post Nothing. We're just wrapping it up. I saw the post about the um, cards, though. Oh, yeah. Business cards. So if anyone needs some business cards, we can... Uh, get them printed up for you if you want to know how good our work is or is not if you uh have one of those daily gun show ticket cards right the loophole tour yep the loophole tickets are uh the daily or the uh gun show loophole tickets for this year uh are from angelina so yeah and you can get as few as 25 which is kind of neat my uh, place doesn't my old place doesn't do uh that few yeah, I mean, they're kind of costly, they're, you know, over a dollar a card at that quantity, but I guess if you're just testing something out or you don't know if you need a lot of cards, um, that's pretty good. Or valuable. if you're doing, like, a, I don't know, some sort of a campaign you only want to have, you know, one of 25 or something, one of 20. Yeah, and also, so I've gotten a couple people um, who have actually got the 25-piece runs and they're using them, like, for gift certificates or um, like free product cards or something like that, discount cards. Um, so yeah, something that you have a limited use for. I'm gonna ask you when you're doing that kind of a run for somebody to reach into the box and grab me like one or two of those and then just keep them aside and then send them to me before they expire. That would be good. Okay, yeah, I think I could do that. And then we'll give the ones that we don't want to use to, I don't know, listeners or something as a giveaway. Yeah, like a giveaway type thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good. All right, well, again, uh, 
unless there's anything else, we will uh, kick out of here, head over to TaterTube on the gun channels. We'll uh, continue a conversation about guns over there. And uh, thanks, everyone, for watching. We'll be back midnight tomorrow. Anybody have a quote or anything? Mm, I don't. I do not. I have to find my thing on my phone over here. I can do it like this. Guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching GunWebsites.com.